0: I'm Miriam O'Callaghan here just to tell you that coming up on the Mario Rosenstock podcast we're going to be joined exclusively by Roz Purcell. Roz what are you going to be talking
1: about? Oh, I'm, I'm really happy to be here Miriam I'm going to be talking about veganism, uh, vegetarianism my quinoa protein balls and I'm going to tell you all about how I broke my leg.
0: Okay and great we're going to be joined by Pippo O'Connor as well Pippa. I'm
2: so excited for the Pippa pop-ups to start. We're going to get our pink peppercorn candles going and our Poco jeans as well.
0: And still living off her Love Island fame, Maura Higgins is going to be joining me as well.
2: I
1: don't really appreciate that, Miriam. Anyway, I'm a Boohoo ambassador and I have loads of other things going on, so I'll tell you all about that.
0: Mary Lou MacDonald will also be here giving out about Leo
1: Varadkar. Excuse me, Miriam, do you mind? It's not giving out, it's just stating the obvious and making valid points.
0: That's the Maria Rosenstock podcast <laughs> on all good podcast platforms. Bye. <laughs> yes, the many voices of Dyrne Garrahy. And as you've already gleaned uh, from the sound of that, Dyrne and I had such a laugh recording this interview. She is a genuinely warm funny and talented person who deserves every bit of the success she's had and enjoyed so far in her career in such a short space of time and during our chat we talked about loads of stuff stuff like this
1: I'll go to pick up my phone to check an email but when I pick it up there's five notifications for other apps I check them I scroll them I do them and then I put down my phone half an hour later I'm like I haven't even checked the email
0: Have you seen The Social Dilemma?
1: Uh, Yes I I saw it Yeah
0: That's kind of exactly (laughs) it You are the social dilemma
1: We actually had to start Allocating extra time for filming Because we just laugh so much When we're doing him That I start crying And then the tears go into the beard And it starts flaking
2: off
0: (laughs) So we had to be like Yeah
1: no we need an extra hour To to shoot die. How could I get the breakfast show In 2FM When Ian Do you know what I mean You see these tweets and stuff It's like There's your one Whose godfather Got her in the door I know How could he have done that I was like 12 stone and I was like like 10. Were you? Yeah, I was a massive child. Right. I mean, I was good, but I I didn't look great.
0: (laughs) If Louis Walsh was there like, Darren, it's just great to see you. You're you're good, but you don't look great. (laughs) So that's all coming up very soon on this episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast, um, which I'm delighted to say is proudly supported by our friends, At Curry's PC World, something I'm thrilled about, not only because it's my podcast, but because it's very exciting to see a big company like Curry's, who obviously employs so many people in this country, getting involved in the whole creative arena um, that I, and presumably you, love listening to, which we call the world of podcasting. It's really exciting to see it happening. Um, And I recently went up to Curry's in Blanchestown to take a photo um, to celebrate the partnership. And I got a chance to uh, wander around. I write first, so I wandered around on my own. And boy, TVs are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There was a 77-inch yoke there that was just crystal clear. Oh, my God. I thought to myself, maybe one day, maybe one day you could win something like that on the Mario Rosenstock podcast. Hint, hint. You never know. Hint, hint, Curries. Uh, maybe they will um, get involved as well on that level. But before that, it's time for some brand new comedy, exclusively for you, because you're listening to the Mario Rosenstock podcast. How are you doing, by the way? At Gift Grub Mario, I'm on Twitter, Rosenstock at gmail.com, if you want to contact me personally. I do read all the emails, uh, and I will personally reply to all of them, um, and Mario Rosenstock on Facebook. Uh, but this week, it's, uh, it's been an interesting week on the radio, because I love listening to Pat Kenny. On the radio and one of the people that have emerged best from this pandemic in terms of his coverage of the pandemic has been Pat Kenny because he's managed to um, utilise his forensic interviewing technique. Um, and to really get stuck in and to separate the wheat from the chaff and so on. Um, But recently, I've noticed him getting a little frustrated um, with some of the people he's talking to. It's as if his his brain has accumulated so much knowledge about this stuff that uh, he kind of almost ends up knowing more than them about it. And I'm kind of wondering, how long can Pat Kenny continue to hold his cool during all this process? Pat Kenny on News Talk 106. Welcome back to the show. Still here with Minister Stephen Donnelly, Part. Professor Sam McConkey. Hello there. And also Professor Luke O'Neill. <laughs> How are you, Pat? Minister <laughs> Donnelly, if I can start with you, yep. a lot of frustration uh, around these antigen tests. Yep. What can you tell us? So, Pat, to authoritatively benchmark a backward-compatible best practices synergistic solution, I think, sorry, Minister, with the greatest of respect, uh, what are you talking about? So, Pat, I'm not with you. Oh. Well, in my professional estimation, based on 50 years of broadcasting experience at the highest level, Minister, you are talking complete bollocks. Uh, sorry, Pat, this is highly... Uh, Pat, I think this is a very different uh, situation. Did I ask you, McConkie? No, you didn't, but... Well, please, McConkey, do me a favour, if you don't mind, and shut the fuck up. Excuse with me? your Grim Reaper shit. What? If it was up to you, we'd all be locked in our jacks for the next three years. No, Pat, please take it easy. We're all friends here. And don't here. get me started on you, Professor O'Neill. Oh, well, the data is telling us, Pat, that all Data, of the... my ring piece. What? You media whore. Ah, oh, Pat, hold the on The only programme you haven't done is the Angelus. Really? The truth, shut up. The truth of the matter is, gentlemen, that having studied this crap-ola for the last year and a half, I have Included that I have infinitesimally more knowledge on this situation than you number-crunching wankers have. Pat, with respect, you're out of control. What did you say to me, I you s- baldy marketing intern? I said you're out of control, Pat. Not what quite. Did- ah, now, ah, I believe Jesus. I may be out of control. What have you done to him, Pat? What? Have you done? Well, I believe, to use the colloquial expression, Sam, I just twatted Minister Donnelly. No, look... Oh! Jesus. Now I have kicked oh, Professor Sam McConkey oh, Hole oh, in the bollocks. Pat, Pat, we've all had a difficult year. Like, social distance, Pat, social distance. <laughs> social distance. Social distance this, you twat. Oh, oh, my nose is broken. What are you? I t- suppose we do the oh, six o'clock show later. Oh, God. But Why not zoom call them later oh, oh, from St. Oh, James's A and E? Well now, gentlemen, it's time to apply the uh, what's, going on, what's What are you doing? The what is it? Uh, well, the these gentlemen are badgers. These are feral badgers from Dawkyes. Fly, 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 my little pretties. That's it. Tuck in. Badgers aren't social distancing. And Cupat. Pat. Pat, can you hear me? Pat! I was in a world of my own for a second, sorry. Uh, Paul Harrington's in studio. Oh, Paul. Great to see you. What are you doing for us today, Paul? That time of year, Pat, so I thought I'd do uh, rock and roll kids. Bravo. The great Pat Kenny there. Sure, you can hardly blame him for losing the rag um, from time to time. We all have our breaking points. Um, And obviously that was just me imagining what Pat, uh, what his breaking point would be and that it might involve badgers. For whatever reason, uh, well, now it's time for the main course—a sumptuously prepared interview, interview with one of Ireland's rapidly rising stars in the comedy world. Ladies and gentlemen, no further ado, please welcome Darrin Garry. So, Darren, um, absolutely brilliant to see you and thanks for coming on the Mario Rosenstock podcast.
1: Mario, pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Now, this is a kind of a repay, really, because I, of course, appeared on your podcast yes. uh, a couple of years ago. The Laughs, yeah. the laughs of My Life. The Laughs of Your Life. The Laughs of Your Life. See, mm. I've forgotten about it already. <laughs> the, the Laughs of Your Life. And, um, and uh, this is a great series, this podcast. When you, when you deign to drop those podcasts, it's a great series. Sometimes you just take a, a season off and go. Oh, sure. Listen, do you know what? That's gone really well, that last episode. So we we'll just let that out there for a few years now. And I'm going off to Marbella and I'll take a break. And um, sure, look, when they bay for more, I'll give them. I'll call Marty Morrissey and I'll ask him what makes him laugh or something. But anyway, you do, but it's a great series and I had a ball on it.
1: Hang on, no, I I, mm. I like to take seasons because it leaves people wanting more. Yeah, exactly, I get it. You know it. what I mean?
0: I get it. I then I kind
1: of fall down the charts and then I'm
0: like, oh. No, people but- like me can't afford to leave people <laughs> wanting more. We have to feed them every week, right? So that's why me and Patrick are there every week going, <laughs> who's next week? Who's next week? Is Michael, what did Michael D say last week? He they, they said they were interested and now they're not interested anymore. What do you mean he's not interested? He must have heard the game don't one. Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah, so, so anyway, so thanks for coming on. And we had a great time on your podcast.
1: Look, it's a double whammy today because not only am I recording this in time, the shop's opened today and I got to go into Marks and Spencer's for the knicker deal. So I've, I've brand new knickers. It's all in good. In the bag? In the bag. Not on? Not on yet.
0: Okay. They will be getting a...
1: They'll, is
0: the airing a word?
1: No, they don't need an airing. Viewing. Lash them on when I get home.
0: Lash them on. Yeah, is that good. what they say nowadays? <laughs> lash them on when I get home. Well, well, well. The, the dainty females of modern 21st century. <laughs>
2: So well, at least like, I'm them
0: well, on. I'll tell you, I lash them on when I get home. <laughs> They're all Glenda Gilsons. Um, for those of you, for for you listening out there, because Patrick told me, don't call them them, Mario. Call them you. Yeah, so I'm in I'm in your ear now, and you're out there, and you're listening to me and Dern. And I'll tell you, one of the things about this interview is it's one of the first in person. It is the first in person interview I've done on the Mario Rosenstock podcast because uh, for the rest of them, they've been on uh, Zencaster or yeah. Zoom or, or, or one of those things. It's not the same. It's not the same. And in fact, it's so bad that I actually think your voice is going to be delayed when you talk to me.
1: (laughs) I know. This is happening so fast. It's weird.
0: I'm just going to let that happen there just in case. I just wanted to make sure that your voice came through. Patrick, did we get that? And it's not delayed, you see. So I've turned into a person who thinks everybody is talking over me now and interrupting me even though they can't hear what they're saying.
1: I know. I've gotten used as well, you know, like silent laughing. So when you can see them on the screen, you'd be like... I don't want him to cut out. That's
0: true. I do oh, that as well. So, somebody says something funny and you do your yeah, silent like, laugh because you don't want to laugh out loud <laughs> so that they will be interrupted. I know.
1: That's very just, good. Yeah, my brain can't act
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Um, now, here's something that you, the listener out there, might not notice. But the first time I ever met Deringari, she was nine years of age and she was bouncing up on a bed in Puerto Banus. <laughs> oh, my God, I was? In Tenerife. <laughs> I named my name, Marbella in Marbella and it sounds, it sounds incredibly dodgy <laughs> except for uh, especially for somebody who's just said I've just lashed me out of niggers on
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it wasn't as dodgy as you think do you remember that?
1: I remember that holiday specifically because when I think of red wine I think of you because I <laughs> <laughs> literally I just remember you loving the red wine Mario yeah you know
0: and myself and Ian Dempsey went over to uh, Puerto <laughs> Banus to do an outside broadcast. Yeah. And his his best friend, Eugene Garrahy, who's mm. your dad, we went to visit you in your apartment. Great fun. And uh, there were these two girls, I think, bouncing up and down on the bed, nine, and maybe it was Evie and his, Avie as well. Avie
1: would have been, well, was she bouncing on the bed? I mean, she was <laughs> probably Kind of like trampoline. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And us, yeah. Uh,
0: that's the first time I ever saw you. I
1: know, I remember. I'm yeah. a great crack. But I, my first ever CD that I bought... Was Gift Grub Oh, I swear to God I'm not just saying that To be cringe and embarrassing It actually was I brought it into school and I was like Guys Look at this cool album I got And all the like, kids in my class Were like What is that like, They all had like Samantha Mumba And cool stuff And
2: I was like Yeah but it's, Ma-
0: it's Mario Hold on now Are you saying that I may have been In some way Responsible for you Even taking up This kind of stuff
2: Mario of course Are you joking Are you
1: serious Without a doubt, should I listen to Ian, like, every morning hmm. as a
0: child? And had you done this before? I mean, you know, had you had you done this as a child, this kind of taking off people or doing impressions?
1: Yeah, I used to take off teachers a lot. Yeah. I'd come home and, like, reenact. You know, say if someone got in trouble in the class that day, whatever happened, I'd be like, Mom, guess what happened with so-and-so? Like, you know, you know the, the person in the class is always getting in trouble and I would act it all out. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely, yeah, 100%. You were an inspo, Mario. Aw. Without a doubt.
0: And did you do it as a kind of... Did, in what what drove you to do it? Was it a kind of thing? Because just to fill you in, yeah. I worked it out in my head that for me, it was attention.
2: Oh, and for dead. me, it
0: was a power grab. Yes. So nobody's listening to me. Nobody's listening to me. Nobody's listening to me. Now I'll do an impression of my father. Oh, my God, they've all turned their heads and everybody's listening to me.
1: 100%. Was right. the, I was the youngest. So and, and I had two older sisters. So like you always want them to think you're cool. So I, I very early on realized I could do this. And so I would then do impressions to make them laugh. And sure, once they think I'm cool, like I'm winning at life, you know, when you're, when you're a kid. If your older siblings think you're, you're doing something right. Um, so I remember we used to do like shows and stuff for our parents in our front room. And at one point, my mom was like, they're all good, but I think Darren has a little bit more. So she brought me to Billy Barry so I started that when I was oh my god it was madness like they were because they're just like they were creme de la creme like back then you know toy show kids were all the Billy Barry kids so you used to have to do a trial for four weeks you know now it's like stage skills, you just lash them in pay the cheque and that's it you'd have to come in And the the parents would all stand outside and wait during these trial weeks. Mm. So Billy Barry herself, she'd be in there, she'd be doing her thing and you could be five minutes in and she'd walk out with, and she'd be holding maybe three or four kids' hands (sighs) and she'd just open the door and all the parents used to be freaking out in case their child, and she'd come out and go, try again next year.
2: Oh God.
1: And go back in. So my mom said they'd all be standing outside like freaking out that their child was going to go through the door and she said, she remembers one week that that a woman was standing there and she was like, Freaking out that her child would come out. Anyway, Billy came out and she handed the child's hand to the mother and she said something, and the mom was like, and the mom turned to all the other moms and she goes, she just needs to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't getting kicked out. Oh no! Yeah, so the pressure. So anyway, I got in and I did it for ten years and did loved you? it. Yeah, yeah. And did
0: you do the late late show and things?
1: Never got on the toy show. Never was like front row because I was I was a really big kid Mario like I was like proper like I was like 12 stone and I was like 10 what? I was like 10
2: Were you? Yeah I was a massive child Right
1: Yeah I mean I was good but I, I didn't look great <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I mean So if, if Louis <laughs> Walsh was there like Darren it's just great to see you you're You're good but you don't look great You've <laughs> You're, I mean, this is a show for 10-year-olds, not 10-year-olds who are 12 stone.
2: <laughs> literally.
1: Literally, I think that was, that was why I didn't get out the front, because I was good. And then I did Twink Stage School as well. And I used to do them both at the same time, and, I, and they, they didn't know. So I'd fly across to Fairview, do Billy Barry on a Saturday morning. So
0: twink Stage School. <laughs> was Twink there?
1: Yes. I'm telling you now.
0: <laughs> you're 10 fucking years of age, and you're way too big to be in this business. Fuck's <laughs> sake. Jesus! What a to- frightening thing coming in as a large ten-year-old to face Twink.
2: <laughs> Do
1: you know what she said? For my audition, I sang um, "Part of Your World," right? So I was like, "Look at this stuff, isn't it neat?" Whatever, and I did it. And when I finished, she goes,
0: <laughs> so "Sorry, I'm putting on what I imagine would be Twink's face."
1: <laughs> she goes,
0: <laughs> "Go on."
1: <laughs> she said, "What?" She goes. You remind me of a girl I knew that sang that song on the gaiety stage when she was your age. Do you know who that was? Her.
2: I was like, who? And she goes, me.
1: (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. So I got in. So I used to do both of the stage schools. So I did speech and drama as well. So I was I did all of that stuff. And um, yeah, I wanted to act then. I wanted to pursue it. Mm.
0: All of us want to act. Yeah. And, And that's what it is. Yeah. Anybody who does this, I mean, you know, pr- pretty much anybody who does it, is, it is acting. It's acting, and Donkey. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and um, it's just acting with, with, with incredible skills <laughs> <laughs> of chameleon like changing ability. I mean, because, uh, no, but I'm oh, sorry, people make fun of me for this, but uh, sometimes because they go like, uh, they go, Daniel Day Lewis. How did you possibly get into the uh, character of the Scottish axe murderer that you portrayed? And always it is, comes down to, well, I worked really hard and I did the method and all this sort of stuff. But actually, you'll always find them going, I knew this guy, though. He was a welder from Scotland (laughs) and he had a big long beard down to there and I just copied him. (laughs) And that's what it is. When you hear Jack Nicholson around them going, it was this guy I knew. Yeah. And I say, they just base him on know, him. They're doing an impression of totally, somebody they knew. Totally. Basically. their
1: version of that person. It's yeah, their version yeah. of that
0: So you kind of are always knew that you were going to get into this. Or that something was pushing you to get into it anyway.
1: Yeah, big time. And yeah. so I did drama then in college, yeah.
0: And were your folks okay with that?
1: They were really good about it. Well, Avian had done it before me. Avian did uh, acting in, yeah. in Trinity. So she had kind of paved the way and made sure it was kind of okay. Because, you know, a lot of parents kind of go, no, you're not doing that. You're doing teaching or you're right. doing law or you're doing whatever but they they really so embraced it So does this mean it. now it's
0: only a matter of time before you give it up and go off to live in in County Spiddle or something Maybe. and marry some fella just
1: <coughs> Maybe Right Not a bad idea
0: So so that, it was always heading in that way and yeah. now you're 29
1: I am 29 this week I'm 29 on Wednesday Yeah so
0: it's 20 years since I would have met you on that Yeah I know On that bed Wow For anybody listening <laughs> Just, just tuning Rewind in. a little bit oh God. Uh, It was very innocent <laughs> what weird. happened
2: Weird <laughs> <Weird>. <laughs>
0: ah. and Ian Dempsey was involved as well but yeah. listen let's not go there <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> scroll forward to five minutes so listen Darren for yes. everybody who comes on the show uh, just to prop up the uh, pretense of some sort of conversation yes. just to make it structured or scaffolded right. as Patrick likes to call it Sca- that's
1: a great word producer's word
0: oh
1: scaffolded
0: scaffolded yeah we, we, we ask you a, a certain question that gets you thinking and just goes you know
1: Patrick taught me radio I didn't know that. Yeah, I did the Today FM School of Radio.
0: Oh, was this a, just, just a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I did remember that. Because then soon after you came in, you, you, were, yeah. you were a guest on my radio show as well. Yeah,
1: so I knew that we don't talk to, to them, we talk to you. Patrick taught me that, Mario. Right. So we don't say, we say you, the listener, Mario. Yeah,
0: I only learned that recently.
1: <laughs> you need to do the school of radio. He taught me,
0: I need to do the school of radio because he only <laughs> taught back. me that. He <laughs> said, you know this thing, all of you out there? And I went, yeah. And he went, it's just you. And I said, we only have one listener. Anyway, no, no, no. We have loads of listeners. Yeah. But it's just, you treat everyone like it's just... You're
1: in their kitchen.
0: You're in you're their in kitchen. in their car. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? You're, you're in their headphones.
0: Yeah. I'm the, in one, your, the one person. I'm in your kitchen. Mario here. Turn around. I'm in your kitchen. <laughs>
2: I'm in your car.
0: Yeah. I'm beside you in your car. I'm in the boot of your car. Now drive or I will cyber hack your fucking laptop. And take all your cash off you.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm inside your ensuite. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I asked you to bring something to the table, Darren. In other words, get something off your chest. Yes. Uh, offload something that's something that maybe has been bugging you or on your mind or something, like, something that's, that kind of takes up a bit of your thinking time these days. And what is it that you've done? <sighs> social media. Right. But what aspect of social media? The that's aspect of one. social
1: media I want to talk about and get off my chest is how I used to feel way more free with it. I could upload something or say something and people give you the benefit, used to give you the benefit of the doubt. Now it's just like people are looking to take things out of context, looking to trip you up, no matter what you say. Like literally, if I were to go on my stories and say, I'm going to nip into pennies for a bit, I could get 15 messages saying, you shouldn't be promoting pennies, you're not sustainable. And it's not, it's fast fashion. You know, you can't do anything. You can't, even like I went yeah. I cycled the other day And I did a little Insta story I was going around my estate 30 messages And I know I should have been Wearing my helmet But I wasn't You right? got pulled up on that 30 messages <clears throat> Why aren't you wearing your helmet Why are you doing an Insta story Without a helmet on
0: So those messages Are they like Why aren't you wearing your helmet they, There's they- that
1: And there's also Darren come on and Like some people would be saying to me like Ah Darren you shouldn't Do an Insta story Without a helmet People are going to You know you, you have influence Or whatever it might be and it just can get very exhausting because you second guess every single thing. And I used to just lash stuff up for the crack, like nights out or if I saw something funny on Grafton Street, I'd like sing a little song and put up a story. And now it's just like, oh, I have to think about everything. And I suppose COVID has kind of driven that on as well. People have less to be doing. So they, they notice things more. And I just, I, like, and Twitter as well. Like you can't so much as tweet anything without someone taking some angle or like you can't complain about anything unless it's like you know you, it's a death it's a family death or you know like nothing is relative anymore it's all like it has to be an outrageous thing that you're allowed to be outraged about what or about say combining
0: nothing. them both that would be maybe helpful what about cycling down with no helmet and then tagging it with my aunt died today how about that
1: I mean Because then I, nobody's yeah. Going
0: to get at you They're, they're not going to go They're not going to go Would you ever put on the helmet Because then you can go Fuck you You didn't sympathise <laughs> with me For my aunt dying
1: uh, No they'd actually No They'd probably go What's your aunt die of Not wearing a helmet Do
0: <laughs> 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 You know what I mean It's like uh, What does she do Not wearing a helmet as well <laughs> It obviously runs in your family It's infectious You've got the non Helmet wearing disease <laughs> And it's contract. It's what is it? Contagious? Contagious. Contagious. No wonder they all died. Yeah, well, it's true. It runs in my family. No, do my uncle what? Norbert died of not wearing a helmet in the Second World War. His head was blown off by um, a German shell. And it would have been saved because his friend Mikey was saved because he was wearing a helmet. But Norbert's head was blown off. No helmet. Then in 1963, my father was a unicyclist. Fell off. Liffy. Liffey Key. Fell off. No helmet. No helmet. And now me.
1: No do you know what it is i like I think everyone should be if you do something really stupid that affects a lot of people, yes, you should be held accountable, but when you're doing day to day things that like yes i'm I was an idiot to not wear my helmet while I was cycling around my estate, but like come on, like do you know what I mean? Mm. I just think there's not there's no room anymore for little mistakes. it's either people are fully outraged or they say nothing,
0: yeah, oh no, I get that I'm just thinking about it i'm i'm I'm, I'm thinking how. What you're describing is a situation where we're all painted into a corner and in fact, we're all painting ourselves into a corner by self-censoring ourselves.
1: Totally, totally. And I think like the likes of... I I think comedy is probably going to suffer a lot because of that as well. As I say, I think people should definitely be held accountable for for stuff they do or say that isn't acceptable. But say, for example, like, I, I think Joanne McNally is so brilliant. Yeah, so do I. And I find on Instagram, like... So, like she has to apologise loads because she'll say something that's like outrageously funny. Like Kylie Jenner or Kendall Jenner shared a photo recently. It was like a lingerie shoot she did, and her body was so obviously photoshopped. Like you, like it was just perfection. Like it was like a Barbie. And Joanne put it up on her uh, Instagram and was like, "Oh great, now we're photoshopping our vaginas out of photos." This is because you could like it was not. It was like literally Barbie, right? <laughs> And then and everyone like and her point was people like Kendall Jenner are making normal real women feel shit about their bodies. But then the flip side was then people were attacking Joanne because she was commenting on a woman's body, so she's just as bad. Yes. And like let Kendall had do whatever she wants to her photos. If it be, it's exhausting, you yeah. can't win. Yeah. Like you just uh, sometimes I'm like if I didn't need Twitter for work, I would definitely come off Twitter at least. And then Instagram, I just I wouldn't do as much. I don't think.
0: Just as a matter of interest, uh, Darren, how how many hours a day? Now be honest about it. Yes. I'm not taking the piss now. I'll be
2: funny, fully honest. How
0: many hours a day? Because because we can do this on our phone. We can look back. Yeah. How many hours a day would you spend engaged? Eight on, to nine hours. Would you? Yeah eight to nine hours
1: so because of the breakfast show like by 9am yeah, I've yeah. done at least three hours anyway yeah. so I kind of excuse myself like it is I do need it yeah, full I got time it. for that I got it. but then throughout the day yeah I'm, I'm bad Mario. I'm not going to mm. lie about it I need to sort it out because it actually messes with my head as well like I find sometimes I'll I'll go to pick up my phone to check an email but when I pick it up there's five notifications for other apps I check them I scroll them I do them and then I put down my phone half an hour later I'm like why did I put it and I haven't even checked the email
0: have you seen The Social Dilemma?
1: Uh, yes, I, I saw it. Yeah.
0: That's kind of exactly <laughs> it. You are The Social Dilemma.
1: I don't know how to right, tell so, you this. So basically,
0: <laughs> there's these, so basically they, obviously, The Social Dilemma basically concerns this idea that these geniuses behind these companies, yeah. Snapchat and all this, design their notifications. To get you hooked. Like in a, cas- in a casino. Yeah. So the noises and the look of things, the colours they use are designed to stimulate your, um, kind of the endorphin side of your brain. Yeah. Not only to get likes and to feel that uh, like, 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 like. And to, to buy stuff. Al- but also stimulate your brain. They, they, they use vibrant colours and funny noises that click all the time around you and, yeah. keep you and keep you alert. Yeah. So a bit like pumping the air into the casinos in Las Vegas yeah. where they pump in the oxygen. Keep so you feel wake. completely alive all the time. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what they're doing Yeah But it, but it is funny Have you ever come off it?
1: Uh, I deleted uh, the, the Instagram app For a weekend So from like <laughs> Friday morning <laughs> To Monday morning About three months ago
0: Worst weekend Ever
1: <laughs> I had no validation No No It was actually great mm. It was really good Yeah it's good But I still like went By the way you're great
0: on. You're great You are great no, you're great. I'm giving you some validation. You haven't had it from the phone for a minute. You're great, Darren. Brilliant, Brilliant Darren. Great sketch. Very funny. Lol. Happy days. You're amazing. Love the hair. You're not fat. You used to be twelve stone. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Your Duran is incredible. Oh my god. Your Pippa. You're such an incredible impressionist. Have I given you enough validation? No. Oh no. Just <laughs> pick up my phone. No, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing the way we yeah. go for our phone, isn't it? Just to. Yeah,
1: I'm hooked. I'm fully hooked. Yeah, yeah. I need to sort it out. Or do uh, I? Need so sorry. How did you? How did you?
0: Well, how, how did you feel after the weekend?
1: Yeah, oh, lighter, better, more relaxed, more present. Mm. Um, But I just, it's so much part of my you life. You laughed at it's... that. You
0: sort of mocked yourself for saying that. More present. Yeah. Why did you? Because they're all it... the
1: things you hear. Yeah. It's all like, put your phone away. Mm. Do a little mindfulness. Mm. Do a little meditation. Mm. It's like, oh. And
0: damn. do you do any of that?
1: I I I have tried to get into it. Yeah. Do you know who actually has changed my mind about it big time? Dermot Whelan. Yeah. Because I almost feel like in my mind it was like, oh, but if you do all that stuff, you just you lose all the crack.
0: Yeah, correct. We had Dermot on a couple of weeks ago and uh, it was exactly about that. Yeah. And I, re- I was talking to Patrick about that as well. And it's true. He has built that into his life, but not lost his sense of humour.
1: Totally. He's probably better.
0: Yeah. But I I always thought if you if you go down that route, you're just going to turn into a, a drip. tool.
2: A drip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well. <laughs> <laughs> a two going, total opportunity for a joke here. Yeah, but I'd prefer to look into the present, middle distance. <laughs> but we had a total punchline available! But I prefer just to think about my present. <laughs> Fuck the present! That was an absolute golden opportunity for a racist joke. Oh, God. We could have been so outed there. <laughs>
2: Canceled.
0: We could have been cancelled, even, which is the ultimate. Wouldn't it be great, actually? I was going to say to you there, wouldn't it be great for somebody to invent a social media platform yeah. where you're not allowed to criticise somebody?
2: Oh, let's you're actually, do it.
0: You're actually banned from the platform. Yeah. You can only say nice things. Let's do if, it. If, in other words, the idea of if you don't have anything good to say, you can't say it.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like your mother said. Totally. Not your mother, but no, that that mother's that's mothers totally nice went, you know. They don't have any noise to say Don't say it Hey
1: nothing at all
0: My mother grew up in the coom But anyway
1: Treat others the way you want to be treated
0: That's it Both our mothers grew up in the coom <laughs> no, It's unbelievable problems. Were they neighbours <laughs> How did we get such middle class accents That's what I want to know We're Total fakes We're great impressionists That's what happened. This podcast is proudly supported By our friends In Curry's PC World Back to the chat and moving on. Laughing. When you're when when you you not busy making other people laugh and you want to tune out and get off the eight or nine hours on your phone yeah. and you want to, let's say, watch <laughs> something, what would be a kind of a go-to comfort, comfort laugh watch for you?
1: Well, it was only a week ago I was on Twitter and saw Chris O'Dowd tweeted and said it had been 10 years since Bridesmaids. And I was like, feck it, I'll watch it tonight. Oh, you actually forget how good it is. And I know it's probably a, maybe it's a bit of a basic answer, but like it's just every single performance in it is... Gold, particularly the scene on the the plane when they're going for the
0: (laughs) party. Ready?
1: No, the (laughs) best Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna go down to the river, and then Rose Byrne is like, Oh, she's like, "Uh, maybe you should sit down, and she's like, Oh, do you think, hey, (laughs) Shannon, really? And then the, she gets put back into steerage because all the other mates are in oh, yeah, race class, and she's like, "Oh my god!" She starts hallucinating. She said taking painkillers there, and she's like, "There's a colonial woman churning butter on the wing."
0: <laughs> colonial <laughs> so woman.
1: So random. Like, yeah. I just sometimes I think about those type of scenes, and I'm like, imagine being in the writer's room for stuff like that. Like, who comes up with that mad shit? And then Melissa McCarthy sitting beside your man, who's the air marshal, and he's he's saying he's not an air marshal, and she's like, "I know you are." Blah blah blah. And she's trying to like score him. Miss. Um, no, it's
0: not me. Yes, it is you. Please go back to your seat. Yes, I'm with him. I'm, uh, I'm a Mrs. Igles... Mrs. Iglesias? Uh, no, you're not. You were just out here and you put sunglasses on. Out.
1: But I don't want to. She can have my seat, OK? Everyone should experience first class at least once in their lives, and Annie shouldn't miss out just because
0: she can't afford it. No, ma'am, I'm afraid that's not allowed. Help me, I'm poor. No. Listen, we're a whole wedding party. I'm I'm the bride. I'm getting married. The seat's empty. She's obviously nervous. We'll calm her down a You know pair. what, I understand, but Claire is right. Everybody you... go back to your seats. OK, you especially. You have three seconds to get back to your seat. Oh. You can't get anywhere in three seconds. Well, you better try. You're setting me up for a loss already. Okay, thank you. Whatever you say, stove. It's Steve. Stove, what a kind of name is that? Well, that's not a name. My name is Steve. Are you an appliance? No, I'm a man, and my name is Steve. You're a flight attendant. That's absolutely accurate.
1: Oh, it's just carnage And just just brilliant And I just love that it's all It's women, Mario
0: It is And I told you to watch Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar we Will do that Yeah It's it's good It's it's quite random now as well okay. Jamie Dornan is in it as well Is he? And he's very good Is he? He's really good in it I love him
1: he's... I feel bad for him About Wild Mountain Time
0: oh, Yeah Because yeah. he,
1: he keeps defending it And I'm just like Oh, come on Yeah,
0: yeah. Just say it's shit Yeah <laughs> I, the, the worst thing about that apparently Is it's not as shit As everybody says it is Oh, really? It's kind of It's shit But not that shit <laughs> okay which means everybody keeps talking about it. Well, I might go and see that. Oh, Jesus, it's shit. But it's not that bad that everybody's going, I'm never going to see that. Yeah. It's shit enough that people will go to Still see it. want to see it. And then they'll go, Christ, that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, another question to tick off here now. Uh, I think If you could be somebody else for a day, uh, and of course you are a lot of people, uh, different people um, <laughs> at different times, uh, Darren, uh, who would you be?
2: I would
1: be and Beyonce. Would, and what would you do? I would be Beyonce. Okay. She's been my queen since I was 12 stone. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's not funny. I. Do you know what? Do you know what, Mario? I used to self-deprecate a lot about my childhood pics and stuff. And I put up photos of me as a kid and be like, ha, ah, look at me back then. I don't, I don't do it anymore. Because little child me, that's not nice to her. You know? But,
0: no, it isn't. Well, it's not nice to you. You were that child. I
1: know what I mean. Yeah. I'm like do you know what They're in stop it I used to put up photos And be like Yeah Ha ah, look how gas I looked as a oh, kid Oh you used to
0: put up Photos of mock yourself On, yeah, the, on, on social media Yeah on Instagram media. I'd
1: be like look at me there Cause there's one photo Of me like eating A knickerbocker glory And I'm like
0: child <laughs> 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 Putting the nori put, Putting the glory Into knickerbocker glory <laughs>
1: It's grand, it is fine I love, I love self-deprecation right. It is a good form of but it's, You I'm, have
0: brought Social media Sensoriousness <laughs> To a new level <laughs> Okay This week in our, in, our, in our episode Of how can we get her Darren, <laughs> Darren, what have you got Right I've got one for you Mario I was a fat child <laughs> And you know what I did the other day? I posted a fat picture of myself when I was young. But it was a picture of me. So I was waiting for them to get me. And they didn't know what to do out there in social media. Because if they said, how dare you slag off that fat child, i go, it was me. <laughs> it was me. I was slagging off myself. So that's a good one, actually. You've really pushed the boat out there. I know. But you've, you've said, no, you wouldn't do that anymore now. I'm
1: pulling back on it a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know? Hang on, what was the... How did I start this question? Oh, yes. Beyonce. Oh, just Destiny's Child the whole way up I just she's an icon she came to um, the, was it the Croke Park maybe three summers ago four summers ago and I bawled crying when she walked in and said and I'm not that kind of like you know I wouldn't be crying at concerts type of person but I just was like she sums up like what it means to be empowered and just deadly and the fact that she came through the whole Jay-Z cheating thing and she's still with him like she actually forgave him so massive like he absolutely humiliated her and she just turned it into a digital album in the form of lemonade and she yeah she she she's just deadly i'd perform for a night as her if i was her mm. i wrote my thesis on beyonce you know go away yeah
0: and what was it what was the thesis
1: <clears throat> the ways in which beyonce knows challenges and perpetuates stereotypes of african american womanhood
0: so she perpetuates them as well she
1: does, she does both mm. you know cuz like yes like she she's actually been accused a bit of lightening her skin and stuff on her albums mm. so she appeals like it, the way this, the way people have looked at it is that she's appealed to mm. a white audience massively but she's a black woman so she's drawn in both mm. so it was looking at that
0: do you think she's real or do you think do you think She's real or do you think she's a marketing machine or do you think there is an element, a a large element of realness about her?
1: She's definitely a marketing machine. I I think, though, she's a prime example of how, you know, the celebrities are like, oh, stop following me, paparazzi. Like, she never gets papped because, like, if you really don't want to be, you can control it. Mm. Whereas loads of them live off it and they act like they don't like it. But Mm. like they need the media at the same time mm. whereas she has built herself to a point where she is her own media so all she has to do is just drop an album and we all eat it up cuz mm. she doesn't need the promotions she doesn't need to be doing all these radio interviews vogue interviews whatever it is
0: she is the most extraordinary performer one of the most extraordinary performers i've ever seen in my life she has uh she has charisma she has presence very few people it's a, the word is used a lot, mm. but very few people have it like Jesus walked into the room. Yeah. And it's not just because she's Beyonce, it's because she's her. It's an amazing presence. You can see her in her eyes. She wants to blow you away.
1: Yes. Yes. You don't yeah. feel like she's like, oh, where are we tonight? Dublin? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Hey, what's
2: up, Dublin?
0: She <laughs> needs this. Yeah. She wants to blow you away. Yeah. And she wants you, you, right in front of her, to be blown away by her. Yeah. And I'm an incredible performer. An incredible performer. Uh, and the other one, Dern, is, of course, um, we both work in radio. We do. But we both work opposite each other in radio at the same time.
1: Oh, I know, Marion. So
0: we're competitors. Oh, I know this. Uh, it's funny. I, it's funny. Not I, I've never seen you as a competitor. And I've always wished you well. Course, because you're yeah. really good at what you do. Thank and so when somebody's really good at what they do and you admire their stuff, it's funny, you don't necessarily see them as a a competition. But it must be funny for you that the person you're competing against, really, is not me. It's your godfather.
1: I know. It's actually... Ian Dempsey. It's so strange because... Like, I'm sure... People probably don't believe when I say this and I would understand why they wouldn't. Because of nepotism or whatever. But, like, it actually doesn't add up when you think about it Mm. because how could I get the breakfast show in 2FM when Ian <laughs> do you know what I mean you see these tweets and stuff it's like there's your one whose godfather got her in the door I know like, how could he have done that I
0: know there's a fellow on Twitter called Radio Conspiracy <laughs> Theorist and he's saying <laughs> Darren <and> Gary 2FM <laughs> Ian Dempsey <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus doesn't exist
1: oh god no, um, but it's, it's, it's even stranger actually because before I started the breakfast show, so Ian obviously did the den with uh, Zig and Zag, and they know Podge and Raj very well. Mm-hmm. Zig and Zag. They do. And I started presenting Podge and Raj. I did it for one season and then I sank. I think I sank the show. No, no. you didn't. <laughs> no. But Ian started with Zig and Zag when he was 26. And I started with Podge and Raj when I was 26. Wow. So that in itself was so weird for yeah. both of our families. So my parents were on their honeymoon. They met Ian and and they've been friends ever since. And so that was really weird. And then I was working away in radio. I was doing my thing in spin. And then I, I got the breakfast show. And uh, yeah, head to head with Ian every morning. It's very, very weird.
0: Yeah. What time do you get up?
1: I get up at 4.45. Right.
0: Yeah, he gets up at five, so he gives you a 15 minute oh. start. He has his porridge and his blueberries and he gets in his shower. I know I've been in there. I, 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 it's as if we live together. Isn't
1: it funny how you all, you're like you're, you obsess? I'm inside your shower. <laughs> Isn't it funny how you obsess that we're talking about the routine. It's like, what time do you get up? What time do yeah. you get blah blah, 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 Do you do breakfast before the show? Do you have breakfast before you go on air?
0: So I always do breakfast after.
1: After you
0: same So it's it's almost as if I have to work for my breakfast Same Yeah Yeah. I don't deserve my breakfast Until I can work Right Darren So uh, you The listener out there um, I asked Darren uh, Gary Would you like to be Would you like to be uh, Celebrated by Christy Moore Mm. um, Interrogated by Miriam (laughs) O'Callaghan Or eviscerated by Roy Keane now, I would say that everybody who's been on this slot so far has chosen, and I know you probably will as well, to be eviscerated by Roy Keane.
1: Absolutely not. Couldn't give a damn about Roy Keane. I want to be interrogated <laughs> by Miriam O'Callaghan.
0: You want to be interrogated by Miriam O'Callaghan? Yeah. OK, well, I'm, going to just throw, I'm just going to throw arbitrary voices at you then, okay. and you better keep up on me. OK. We're going to play the primetime music now. Hello, good evening, and welcome to primetime. Well, look... It's been an incredible, you like the way I say well look, it's been an incredible week for the Mario Rosenstock podcast, we're joined by eight guests on the show today, we're joined by a round table discussion, I'm joined by Roz Purcell, famous influencer, hi Roz. Hi, you, Roz, what is, what is occupying your time at the moment, I know you broke your leg,
1: oh I it was so annoying like you know how much I love hiking all I want to do is hike 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 and the other day it was so random I was playing tennis because the, the courts are back open and I just turned a really weird way and I snapped my leg it broke
0: that is really really unfortunate I'm genuinely sorry for you but like just come back to you in a second Roz because we're also joined okay. by, by Pippa O'Connor are you okay Roz did you just get sick there <laughs> we're joined by Pippa O'Connor as well hi Pippa Pippa, Pippa's laughing at Roz getting sick. So, Pippa, Hello. how are you? No,
2: I'm here now. I'm oh, that's great, now. Pippa.
0: Now, you're really excited about the shops opening up? I'll be with you in a second, Roz.
2: I'm really excited, Miriam. Yeah. Uh, Pippa pop-up will probably happen. It's a-
0: Have you got a speech impediment? The what happened? What has happened there?
2: Pippa pop-up.
0: OK. Pippa's
2: you- pop-up pananza. OK. For Poco. Will right. ha- are you doing tongue twisters for
0: children's television?
2: Uh, no, Miriam, I'm so excited. The jeans, we're up to our eyes in jeans and we are so excited to have our p- customers back in again to buy their Pocos and their pe- pink peppercorn candles and the Pippa planners as well. Roz, how do you think Pippa's jeans look on her?
1: Oh yeah, I, I absolutely love your jeans. They Are they the boyfriend fit? I
0: love boyfriend jeans. They're so cosy. Roz, you're <laughs> so cute. It's really nice to talk to you. Maura Higgins, you know. Hello. You came, you came, love Island. You were really famous for Love Island. But like, you're single girl now, is that right?
1: Yeah, I'm no I was going out there With Chris Taylor uh, I met him in De Villa And I didn't actually Really fancy him at the time right. But then we came out And I saw him uh, With his top off one day. Now I'd seen him in De Villa But he kind of He looked really Tanned and ripped When we came out So I was so excited Then I just hopped him Right. Yeah, no. And Tommy Fury, like I wanted to wrap my legs around his head when I was in the villa but I came out then and Chris, I. He, it was just a different vibe altogether. together. We were friends inside and we came out then and I showed him around Longford and Ballyman and we just fell for Ballyman. one another. Okay. And is, is that Fury guy,
0: was he the son of the boxer?
1: Uh, that, the brother. Oh, the brother of the yeah, boxer? Yeah, no, the brother, yeah. The brother,
0: you didn't do the brother as well, did you?
1: No, I didn't, know. Like, I mean, uh, what did I mean? Uh, Miriam, do you, know, do you know what, Miriam? Do you know what I, do you know what I think of you? Uh, what? I think you should... F- Fucking oh, reel it in.
0: I, I'm really sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Roz, Raz, are you okay with yeah. Mora's language?
1: Yeah. Right, Why? We're all friends here. Okay. I here like, The only F-word I want to hear is friends.
0: Pippa, Mora's Maura, wearing something quite revealing. Do you know what she's wearing?
2: Uh, I think I... Oh, um... Is that a boohoo.com maybe? Boohoo? Yeah, no, I'm a boohoo ambassador
1: there, so I got a rake of clothes and I, uh, I some of them were a little bit small for me. I dropped them off to Vincent. Okay, Puppe.
0: live by Zoom. We're also joined by Mary Lou MacDonald. Mary Lou MacDonald, good, good evening. Good
1: evening to you, Miriam. I'm delighted to be here.
0: Mary Lou MacDonald, what is your beef with Leo Varadkar? I mean, do you, can you guys, do you, do you have something you well, know. You could
1: just let me speak, Okay, Miriam. sorry.
0: I'm sorry for interrupting.
1: My beef, I, I'm not, I'm not really sure what you mean by beef, but if you're to talk about responsibilities and while Leo was in his local barber shop in Dublin 15 right. the other day probably getting a freebie right. I, was himself, anyway. I, I was doing my work in Dáil Aaron. I was doing my work in Dáil and trying to solve this housing crisis that he doesn't seem to think
0: is a priority Okay, thanks for that Mary Lynn McDonald You mentioned beef um, Roz, talk to me about beef
1: uh, Like I don't I don't join anyone for eating beef but I just think like <laughs> vegan and vegetarian lifestyle and it just makes me feel better I love quinoa I have loads <laughs> of different ra- recipes on my website that I can substitute for beef Head over to naturalbornfeeder.com
0: Roz Purcell thanks very much for thanks. joining me Pip O'Connor thanks very much So much for having me From Leinster House Mary Lynn McDonald thank you
1: Thank you Miriam very much for having me And
0: Maura Higgins thank you very much thanks so. very
1: much Miriam I think you need to wind your neck in a bit but anyways I might come back I think Maura about it and Duran
0: we didn't talk to you at all but thanks for joining us
1: oh Miriam thank you so much for having me as well it's been so nice I'm just admiring More Higgins' style there
0: yeah. <laughs> wasn't that fun that was brilliant Well done <laughs> The many many voices Of Darren Garrahy And there's a brand new uh, 2FM breakfast show Is that what it's called 2FM? Yes
1: Coming 31st May
0: 2FM brand new show And of course The Darren Project Is yes. on um, the, t- the the Player The Player
1: And it will be the on player. TV as well There'll be uh, updates on that soon. Oh you're um, going
0: to be on TV as well
1: Two episodes on TV yeah
0: Oh two episodes on TV And is that 15 minutes long Or half an hour long Half an hour Great yes. Great who's, who's a recent new character That you're doing Who you like
1: Well it was actually So Maura Higgins When I was filming The last series um, Love Island hadn't even started yet so, so she wasn't part of that series Because she, we didn't know her mm. So she's the newest character For this oh, one. Oh, right
2: Yeah
0: So you've incorporated her Into yes. some sketches as yeah. well Do you have a, anybody Do you have a, or your eye on anybody That maybe you'd like to have a look at In the future Male or female God. Is there anybody around that you I like? I think it?
1: I probably need to do a bit more male stuff. Because mm. I do Die O'Shea. You do, yeah. Um, And it's good for It's taken
0: ages to get into that beard.
1: <laughs> we actually had to start allocating extra time for filming because we just laugh so much when we're doing him that I start crying and then the tears go into the beard and it starts flaking yeah. off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so <laughs> we had to be like, yeah,
1: no, we need an extra hour to, to shoot Die. Yeah, I suppose. Like, yeah, male, I need to think about. I mean, any suggestions,
2: Mario?
0: Male. You know? It's funny. You, have you tried Marty Morrissey?
1: I haven't tried them. I think I
2: might be good at I them. think it'd be funny. I think, like, I, think I, I can think do it be funny. It's sort of a
0: Marty. T- no, no, no. It's more, the, it's more as well the. the <laughs> it's right. more, no, 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 no. No, sorry. No, I didn't mean that. No, I He's didn't like, mean, no, actually. No, 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 actually. It's <laughs> like, you're not doing it properly. No, I didn't mean that. I meant th- some some females doing some males makes really funny. Like when, when when Melissa McCarthy did Sean Spicer yes. on SNL. Yeah. That was really, really funny. Really good. Yeah. Or there's another one where... Um, the lead girl, Kate, in, in SNL, the, the one who used to do Hillary Clinton. She does Rudy Giuliani. And Rudy Giuliani is the funniest character ever. <laughs> uh, ever. And you would think as a male impressionist, you'd go, I can't wait to do Rudy Giuliani. But they upped the ante and just gave it to her. Amazing. And she made it funnier. OK. Because it turned Rudy Giuliani into a more bizarre, ridiculous creation. Okay. Um, I'll never
1: recover from the Four Seasons uh, Garden Centre thing
0: oh god no never <laughs> never never in front of the, the porno Cat. thing Yeah.
2: Cat. oh very <laughs> good Darren,
0: listen um, oh. it's been it's been an absolute pleasure
2: time absolutely flew <laughs> it was so did. enjoyable
0: it did thanks a million thank for you for coming Mario. on the Mario Rosenstock podcast thank you for having me brilliant I really enjoyed that and I would strongly advise you to check out the new series of the Dirren Project on RTE a great watch uh, Darren is fantastic at impressions she does, not only does females of course she does a great Dahi O'Shea um, which you should check out as well and speaking of great uh, TV shows The Gods of Snooker is a brilliant BBC show which, is, um, which has been on in the last few weeks celebrating the heyday of, of Snooker and Ken Doherty is a big fan of that too and the reason I mention that is because Ken is going to be a guest very shortly on this podcast and the reason Ken is a guest on this podcast is because he's a bloody great storyteller. He had me rolling in the aisles uh, with stories from the past and anecdotes and things he's heard and picked up. It just reminds you that snooker players are natural um, bon viveurs, raconteurs, raconteurs. Um, and Ken is, uh, is fantastic on that level as well. Once again, my thanks to my friends at Curry's PC World um, who proudly support this podcast. And thank you very much, guys, uh, for getting involved and... Um, And long may it continue Thanks to Curries Thanks to you listening out there Whatever you're doing Walking, running uh, Whether you're um, Non-retail essential shopping Whatever you're doing Thanks for listening Tune in again Same time, same place Next week Good day And good luck